Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Good morning and welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Casaneri-King, who sounds a little bit like a duck this week. <laughs> I can't quite shake this cold, but I'm delighted to have Laura Tryon Jennings from Marshfield, Mass. Thanks for coming up. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and it's such a lovely day for a ride and you're heading up to install a show, I think, up in Maine. Yes, I've got a solo show up at the Elizabeth Moss Galleries nice. in Falmouth, Maine. And, and this, um, is that for the month of October? Yes, it's open uh, the 11th of October to, I think, November 9th. Oh, nice. And I've got 39 pieces, which I couldn't believe as I was packing the car. I'm like, whoa, wow. I have a lot of work to wow. bring up there. So Lovely. So it's all packed in the car right now, and I'll be heading up there right after this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. So everybody can get up there and see it, and we'll announce that again at the end. Um, okay, great. So I like to get started with this one question. I find it so intriguing to find out, um, especially professional artists as yourself who've made um, you know, it your career. How did you start out as a child? What's the earliest recollections of anything artistic you can remember? Yeah, I, was, I definitely was one of those kids that as soon as I could hold a pencil, yeah. I was drawing and I loved wow. that. And I was a very shy, quiet yeah. Um, child, so that's just all I wanted to do is just yeah. draw and and paint or anything that was creative. Um, and in fact, my mother, who was a creative soul herself, yeah. but she also was very um, outgoing and mm -hmm. extroverted. So she uh, would go, "Okay, you need to get out of this house and go play." <laughs> so I yeah. would like go down to the end of the driveway, <laughs> seriously, and just stand there oh. until the appropriate amount of time had gone by that I felt that it was okay to kind of go back in yeah. so I could just go back to drawing oh, in my room. So and that's all I wanted to do. Time to, to um, I'm horrible with times mm -hmm. and dates and things like that, but I, I, I probably seven, eight, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. I like that. You were just drawn to that. Yeah. I just, that's all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And always even through, um, elementary school I just couldn't wait for all the art classes that yeah. was my favorite thing to do yeah. um up into high school I took every single nice. class I could possibly take that was involved in art mm -hmm. um went there you know I didn't even go to lunch I'd go in the art room um I yeah studies I mean I just would be in the art room all the time to the point where I think I should have probably taken more um, college educated sort of classes, <laughs> you know, but I just, my senior year, all I did, I think, had all our classes. Mm -hmm. and, um, and did your parents, were they supportive? My mom was very supportive. Yeah. Um, my dad, not so much. He was kind of uh, just, in fact, he had kind of said, I'm not going to support your college education oh. if that's going to be your major. Really? Yeah. So, but I just said, well, it's what I want to do. And yeah. that's, I mean, I didn't feel like there was a choice. Okay. You know, right. I felt like that's what yeah. you had to do. I, that was, I had nothing. I don't know. It just always was in me. I always felt like I was right. going to be an artist. So, yeah. So you went off. So I did. And, and did I went it. off to college and majored in art and um, was able to have a semester over in England at Trent University oh, in Nottingham, lovely. which was an art school and um, loved that. Yeah. And then just got a little practical, though, too, thought, thinking, like, how can you possibly make a living as a painter? Right. And so I did um, graphic design for about eight years, but mm -hmm. painted in between that time, too. And were you painting with oils at that time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just went just straight, straight to from, oil. I yeah. loved oil. Always. Yeah. When were you introduced to oils? In high school. High school. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Had a fabulous high school teacher, um, Linda Peterson, who mm -hmm. I'm still friendly with. Oh. And we still exchange it. cards. And she's yeah. been to a couple of my openings. Oh. And it was so cool oh to see gosh. her. In fact, she was at the last one that I was... And in Maine, so wow, yeah, it was really neat to That's see. That's nice. Her. 
So graphic design for eight, eight years? About eight years, I think, yeah. And when you were painting on the side, were you trying to show in galleries at that time? Or? No, that was really no. just for myself. Okay. And, so. um, and then I had children. You know, mm-hmm. I got married right out of college so and had babies. Yeah. And busy, busy. Busy, <laughs> yeah. So trying to finagle all that. Yeah. Um, and in fact, after I had my second child, I thought, well, you know, this is crazy trying to do the freelance. Well, because by then I was freelancing, too. Okay. And it was my own business, so it was either feast oh, or famine kind yeah. of a thing. So when you got your work, you just mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just felt like it was just really hard to manage all yeah. of that. So then I thought, I'm just going to paint. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, but I really didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I just thought, I'll just, I don't know. It was just what I wanted to do. And, and what so, way did you not know? Like, um, I didn't, didn't I didn't have a plan. Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay. I just thought I, I'm just going to see where this movie would go. Mm-hmm. And um, I happened to get lucky right away when I, my first exhibit, I won the best in show. Oh, nice. And then um, I was living in Virginia at the time and I had someone just really, I don't know, take me under his wing and felt mm-hmm. like, you know, you're going to. You're going to make it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he was really great at promoting me. And um, I had you know, my first solo exhibit and sold a, like a ton of work, which I couldn't believe. Oh, I mean, I just couldn't believe it was all happening. Yeah. And what were you painting at that time? What was your subject? Uh, you know, I still, I've always been intrigued with interior. Um, yeah, I, I don't even think, I wasn't doing any landscapes then at all. In fact, I thought I would never do landscapes. Yeah. Um, I just loved interiors. Wow. And it's definitely evolved over time. Yeah. Um, we can talk more about that later. But Well, yeah, let's, how would you describe your own work? Um, well, contemporary realism. It's, okay. I'm definitely a colorist. Yeah. Um, I paint, you know, I, I paint everything, really. I mean, I, I'm mostly drawn towards interiors with these window vistas. Yeah. Um, so you kind of get you know, a landscape and an interior in one painting. Right. Um, but I do landscapes, seascapes, uh, still lifes. I did a whole series of serial paintings. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can talk Don't, about it again later. Um, and then um, what else? I uh, do figurative work too. Mostly, most of my figurative work is commissions, okay. um, but not, not always. Um, so I have to read this from Eric Fischel. I just love how he wrote oh. this. The painterly, about your works, he Mm -hmm. says, the painterly fragmentation feels much like particles colliding and bouncing off each other, combined with dizzyingly active color palette. Your paintings have a high degree of internal action, zingy popping action. And the most curious and interesting from a formal point of view is that in many of the paintings in which people appear, they are not the first things you see. And that is, that is really true. That struck Mm -hmm. me too. And, um, he writes, the, the people are secondary to their environment, to the objects which identify them to themselves. There's an energy, anxiety, nervousness, and tension in your sunny, light-filled visions of every day. Those paintings for me are impressive and personal and ambitious. And that's Eric Fischel, right? Is that his Yes, that right? yes. Yeah, I and he's an work. internationally acclaimed artist. Um, yeah, I like how he wrote that, and I, I do. Your work is at first glance, hugely busy, but then calming in a, in a strange way. I can't explain how that goes together. It's true. Well, I, you know what, since I started painting, the underlying theme is really the the tension between chaos and tranquility. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's funny to me because even though I, my paintings have evolved into sort of a different way, like Mm -hmm. when I earlier work, I wasn't, interested in the light in any sort of way oh. i used more bold jewel like colors um things were much more topsy-turvy there wasn't a, a wall or a ceiling things were just sort of there okay. floating a little bit mm-hmm. more flat um and then they've evolved but still the underlying theme has been the tension and of the chaos and the tranquility right. so it's because I feel like life is still really busy yeah. and there's always, you know, yeah. hit with, I don't know, most people have some stuff that they, yeah. <laughs> that happens to them in their lifetimes. Stuff is a good way <laughs> to put it. <laughs> um, so you have that that you're dealing with. And, um, and yet, for me anyway, I'm constantly looking for that moment to just sort of be quiet and mm-hmm. reflect and, right. and be at peace. And in so, the middle of it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's 
Beautiful. Okay, so through your um, training, who were your greatest inspirations? Who inspired you? And in what way? Um, yeah, what? you know, I mostly, well, I shouldn't say mostly, a, a lot of people. Um, but earlier years, my mother was a huge influence mm -hmm. on me. Not so much that she was a painter or an art, you know, a fine artist, mm -hmm. but she was a very creative person. Mm -hmm. And she wrote and um, mm -hmm. she wrote poetry and she was good with decor and fashion and um cooking and she just had an exuberance about her that was just um you just wanted to be around it yeah you know? and so i you know a lot of it just she and she was encouraging mm -hmm. with me with my creativity so that part was really great she also was an entrepreneur so oh. um she owned uh, she had a book chain of like I think 140 bookstores all over the country, oh which she started wow. at, you know, as I was a teenager. And um, yeah. I think I just learned a lot from her, even through osmosis, yeah. about um, business yeah. and how to right. market yourself a little yeah. bit and things like that. And yeah. her business was actually on the property. So we grew up in an apple orchard. And oh. one part of the house, well, not the house, but one part of the property was her office you know mm -hmm. she built a little office barn kind of thing mm -hmm. and she had her a few employees there and um there was no bathroom there so the people would come into the house to go to the bathroom you'd be coming out of the shower and be like hi <laughs> oh gosh oh, i was very but there was always different people in the house <laughs> uh, but i loved that too it was an interesting way to to yeah. kind of grow up yeah. and um so i learned a lot through her um and I, you know, I have to say, even a lot of instructors through, you know, I've just learned a lot from different people through college and um, high school. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that my high school teacher was just amazing. Um, but also, you know, even in the where I live, I just love meeting new artists and yeah. um, I get inspired by them and seeing right. their work and um oh, there's a lot of really great local artists where i live and mm. so oh, a yeah. lot of them yeah. are really inspiring to me um so that and just you know reading you know looking at real live work yeah. Yeah. um i like to really see i love looking through books and periodicals i get a lot from that too but i love live mm. it's just nothing like a live painting right, right. okay so who was the, the person who was getting you out there in the public? You mentioned um, someone who kind of took you under their wing. Yeah, Michael Curry. Um, so he was the director at the Hampton, uh, Hampton, oh my gosh, the Hampton Fine Arts Center. Mm -hmm. And um, no, it's called the Charles H. Taylor Art Center. That's what it was called. Okay. And um, and he actually went to Nottingham. Oh, he was, I mean, to um, oh. Trent University. Oh. So we had that sort of in common. He was yeah. a British man, and um, and he was just lovely to me. He was just, I don't, even though we didn't know each other in college, or mm -hmm. we didn't have any of those connections, we didn't know any of the same people or anything like that. But yeah. somehow, he just, you know, felt like I was gonna make it somehow or something. Right. And so he just really. I think he actually went around <laughs> telling people she's going to be famous. You should be buying her work. Oh, you know, I love so um, I love it. And was he a gallery owner himself or an artist? No. Well, he was an artist in terms of the theater. He okay. really liked uh, that in that way. But right. um, no, he was definitely a creative soul. And yeah. So how did he get help you get out there? Was he helping you market or? No, I think he just, you know, he had a lot of clout where where he lived, okay. I think. A lot of people really respected him yeah. and um, and still do, by the way. It's right. not like he, so, right. um, so that, yeah, he just was good at, I don't know. Was he instrumental in any way in helping you get into a gallery or? Um, well, just, I really, I would say really just right there, right yeah. at the, at the art center. I've okay. had a couple of solo exhibits there I went I had that one and then a few years later I had another solo exhibit there okay and um yeah and I well at that point um Kathy Hornsby who is Bruce Hornsby's wife mm -hmm. um they ended up buying a lot of my work okay and um and she's her own you know she's an artist in her yeah. own right she does great photography and painting yeah. and um she's a great traveler 
Um, so that I think that was a, a big help to boost my career as right. well when people found out that they were collecting my work. Right. And um, so, yeah, and, and it's kind of nice too. That's the other cool thing about social media. We've recently reconnected, you know, oh. on Instagram and stuff and liking each other's oh, posts nice. and stuff. So that's been really fun. Wow. She's been encouraging yeah. to like liking certain things and having comments. So that's been really nice. Right. So you had a really great start. And at that point, did you say, I can make a career of this? Yeah, it started giving me um, encouragement that maybe I could do this mm -hmm. as an artist. Um, um, and so, yeah, I think through the, um, the late 80s, early 90s, I had a, a nice steady presence mm -hmm. of, you know, exhibiting and sales nice. and things like that. Um, or actually, I shouldn't say not in the 80s. Um, that would be, sorry, late 90s to early 2000s. Okay. Um, and then um, the economy had a little bit yeah. of a tank. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and um, I also was going through some personal stuff that just was, you know, some of those like big life events mm -hmm. were happening. And so it was just really 10 years of sort of, you know, not, I was still painting and exhibiting, but not to the extent okay. that it was. Things had kind of dried up in some, in some ways. Yeah. And um, and then I was also kind of trying to figure out, okay, what else can I do here? Mm -hmm. So I started teaching, mm -hmm. which I ended up loving mm -hmm. and not realizing how great that was going to be as right. a, a benefit to me too. Yeah. Um, so teaching, and then I started an expressive arts practice. I went back to school. Yeah, so how did, what arts. made you turn to that or get into that? Because that's really Yeah, neat. that was an interesting thing. I um, I think I always was sort of, using expressive arts but I didn't know I was doing that oh. and um a girlfriend of mine was going back to school at Salve Regina and she said you know um she's she was, she's a writer and she was taking this expressive arts you know these classes and stuff I said what are you doing I said that sounds really cool yeah. you know I think I want to do that yeah. <laughs> and um so I just just went back to school to do it and um and that was a I it's so hard because I wear these three hats in the art world. Yeah. So I have this expressive arts practice. <laughs> right. I teach and I'm a painter. And it is challenging, yeah. I will say, to do all three. But for so for those 10 years, I was I was still painting, but the expressive arts and the teaching were more in the driver's seat. Okay. And then, um, and I like I said, I loved all of them. I didn't want to give anything up. Mm -hmm. um, and the expressive arts sort of turned into um i'm an independent person you know so i i go out into the world so i work with a lot of different populations and mm -hmm. um work with um, people that have cancer and mm -hmm. um, at-risk teens and um oh my gosh I'm losing, um palliative care kids and their families wow. um so just a, wow. a lot and then i have regular folk who just are trying to figure out or transitioning right. or you know just trying to figure out some so, aspects so of tell life. us what happened what, what would kind of be a typical course of study in that and how long would it last for a group of people um to do like a workshop of mine yeah you? um so like with the um i worked with our cancer support community and mm -hmm. we would do eight week i would do an eight week workshop so oh. they would come once a week for a couple of hours yeah and um it was that was really fascinating too because um you know a lot of people would come in with a lot of different emotions, you know, mm -hmm. being angry or, or scared, lonely. I mean, all kinds sure. of things. It's, it's, um, I can only imagine what that's like, but it, it's also a population because my mom died of cancer, mm -hmm. um, that I really wanted to work with. Right. So when that opportunity came to me, it was just like, Oh, this is just, you know, it couldn't be any better in a way. Right. Cause it was some way of me giving back to yeah. being able to help that. Mm -hmm. um, so by the time eight weeks would go by, it was amazing to watch the transformation right. of, um, just through these sort of simple exercises using four modalities, which would be, um, I don't even call it art because it can scare people. Yeah. So I would say image making. Okay. Um, uh -huh. You know, really simple image making, um, simple writing, um, sound and movement. Wow. And most, but mostly I would say the the um, image making and the writing were the primary things that you'd have to read each group to see mm -hmm. how comfortable I see. they would be right. doing some of the other um, 
exercises. So, um, yeah. And in fact, one time there was this one woman that I thought, Oh my gosh, I just, I don't think anything is happening for her. I don't mm. think she's reaching her in any sort of way. Yeah. And <clears throat> by the time the eighth session came along, she was like bawling. She was so sad that it was over and she couldn't get over how much she'd gotten out of it. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> That's really great. I'm so happy that that happened. Oh, oh my gosh. So is the, are, are these group activities where they're participating with each other and hearing each other's or sharing each other's stories or how does that work? Yeah, they, um, they are, it is a group mm-hmm. and it's sort of, um, I kind of run through a series of these exercises where they do, there's a, it's a very individual thing that you do. It's basically about trying to get your heart and your mind to have a dialogue together and to mm. follow your heart more than the you yeah. know, the cognitive side of, right. of things. So using your right side of your brain a little bit more, but also making that dialogue happen because yeah. so often we get into, you know, what do our peers say? What do our parents or all these other people, what are yeah. they telling us to do? Right. So it's about being, getting really authentic with yourself. Mm. Um, initially it's very um it's a very quiet private thing in fact i even have to say that like we can't you know to be able to honestly reflect you can't be talking to someone yeah Yeah. so it's about doing the exercise quietly and then afterwards um having some time to share okay and and then but it's also about witnessing and not um not giving feedback right you know it's really just about being a witness to that other person's that's very interesting so this is all on your website Mm -hmm. and the different various places that you teach these things and yeah um, so because um my painting i i've loved doing all of these things but the past couple of years i felt like the balance was a little off mm -hmm. so i really wanted to bring the painting back in the foreground Mm -hmm. so the i have the thing that's gone it's not it's not gone in any sort of way but i'm not out doing it quite as much as I was. So now I'm doing more privates. Um, And occasionally what I'll do is I'll do a workshop. Like I just did one um, actually in the studio. Um, And it was just a, I forget even what I called it. Mm. Um, Mm. But it was a, it's it's all self-discovery kind of stuff. So um, it was sort of about just if you're going through something that you're trying to figure out, you know, come. So, um, and usually they're between six to 12 people yeah. at a time um but then the, like i said there's individuals that just come and sounds it just sounds fascinating i just i love that um that aspect of of art and also that you know you kind of got into it thinking of helping people like your mom yeah in that situation and uh, yeah i've had actually a few people that have been um in the expressive arts part of things right. have moved into my regular yeah. teaching yeah. classes, Isn't that nice? which is wow. very cool. I love yeah. it. All right. Well, what else can we cover? <laughs> talk, talk about your process and, and how, um, maybe how you, you used to do things, how you do things now, if they've changed or your, how your styles have changed. Yeah, sure. Um, so like I was saying, originally, the work was just more about, um, I, I don't know, I think I was raising three kids, <laughs> or actually two, and then I had the third. Um, so I started when my son, my middle son was two. And um, I don't, you know, I just, I, for, I think I, I went into it just going, all right, I'm just going to paint. I just want to paint. I don't care. I don't care about what I'm painting. I just want to do it. And I'm just going to, I didn't even have an easel. At yeah. that point, I was just like, and put was it against it just the in wall. The house, yeah. Like in a room. Yeah. I was just, yeah. just like, he'd take a nap or they would take yeah. a nap and I'd be, you know, just okay. painting. Yeah. And um, so I did a few paintings like that. And somehow, I don't think, I don't know if everyone knows what they're doing necessarily, like what psychologically is happening when they're painting right. until maybe later. Um, and I found that I think it was maybe the first solo show that I did, actually, probably at the, at the um, Charles H. Taylor Art Center, um, I was getting all my work ready and I had it all around the room. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is like looking at a visual journal of my life. Wow. Because I would, you know, I used my kids as models, like they'd be jumping on the beds and things <laughs> like that. And and yeah. I don't know, there was this, I, there was a quiet reflectiveness too that would be going on. So some of them are almost self-portraits of, of me. I had a nude model that I used 
And I liked that because it felt like the, um, you're again about being true to yourself. So they were kind of like the chaos was sort of going on around it, but you're trying to find this quiet right. moment to like tuck into. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of life was like that. And it was, you know, you're, you're just mm. doing what you need to do to, yeah. to get by. And, um, and the only way I could figure out, well, actually I didn't figure this out. Um, so at the time, I think um, I was really, I've been very fortunate with people um, that have bought some of my work. And so Mary Higgins Clark had bought a few of my paintings. Wow. And I was, yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, I saw that on the website. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and so then I was fortunate enough to meet her. Oh. And I was trying, you know, I was talking with her, like, how did you get started? And how did, you know, you do this? Because she has five, she had five children. Oh. And, um, she was getting up at five in the morning before she would go because her husband died. Let's say her husband had died. She had five children. One wow. of them was very, very that. young, like a baby. And um, so she would get up and do mm. a couple hours of writing before she'd have to get the kids off to school. And then she would go to her job. Wow. And I'd be like, oh, and I think I had I think I had just started getting up at five in the morning because it was the only way I could figure out how I was going to try to get you know, not quite 40 hours, but close enough to 40 hours of right. sort of painting and all those things that, that go into yeah. a career. Yeah. And, um, and wow. I was asking her about that. And so I can't tell you how many mornings, because I, I mean, I'm a morning person, but not a five in the morning person. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it was really but hard to you. get up. It was, yeah. I had such a hard time and the alarm would go off and I would just think, okay, she did this with five children uh-huh. and Got, yeah. went off to a, a full-time job and she just and it just would make me get my legs wow. over the bed That's and get inspired. up yeah sure. and do it so I'd usually get a good three hours in before I had to get um wow. you know the kid do all the other things yeah <laughs> and amazing now you know through now <laughs> well it sure paid and, off yeah. right <laughs> it you know I think that's part of it it was really it's I think for me, it was really just about showing up at the easel, mm-hmm. like just keep showing up. Mm-hmm. And, and were you painting from life or using photo reference? Or? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so much of a plain, I mean, I do do some plain air painting, but not mm-hmm. that often. And so they, they were definitely photo uh, from photos, but they're mm-hmm. all my photos. So right. I would set up for photos and right. um, a lot, of, especially in those days, a lot of them were actually from my own home. Yeah, and, and a lot of the shots are kind of from above. So how do they're you... always above. I still... <laughs> you look mystified. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know if it's because I'm a short person <laughs> and I want to be taller. Um, I mean, do you put yourself up at that viewpoint to take I do. The pictures? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I do. No, I get a ladder uh, yeah. and I get up there. You do. And I, and I, Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I think part of it, it's almost like for me, it's a puzzle or something. You can see mm-hmm. more when you're up Mm-hmm. high like that mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know there's almost like different Would you pathways drive? yeah <laughs> a little SUV right I know I do I love sitting up high but that's yeah so you're up there on the ladder and you're and what makes you say this is going to be a good scene I'd, I'd like to photograph this um I just you know I, I go into I don't know it's it's a name mm-hmm. you know I just I'll be in a place and I it just stays with me. So sometimes it will just stay with me and then I'll go back and I'll ask if I can photograph it. Um, sometimes. And would that be in someone's private home or? Yeah. Because most of them are. Yeah. So I think earlier there, there would be more, you know, from people that I met or, okay. or whatnot. Yeah. And then, um, and talk about the evolution. So I think, you know, when the kids were little, the paintings were all kind of askew and, you know, more topsy turvy and whatnot. Yeah. And then um, when my mom, who I've mentioned, I was very close to her. Yeah. So she was only 20 years older than me. So it's almost like we yeah. grew up together in yeah, a yeah. weird way, you know. Yeah. Um, and when she died, it was really devastating yeah. for me. And so I, um, it, again, I just, I didn't realize how my painting was changing. But mm-hmm. when I look back at it, I can see all of a sudden the walls and the ceilings and the floor started having a I beginning see. and an ending the color palette changed to mm. be more subtle. The, the paintings got more reflective and quiet. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and it just, it, it kind of, 
progressed that way. And the other piece that started happening was light started coming into the rooms yeah. where light was not interesting before. And I, I see. It, so do you have any of your older works on your website? I do have a few. Yeah. There's, um, okay. In fact, because, yeah. Um, so, so people could kind of yes, see. That's not not see. many, though, I have to say, because yeah. I do. I older. love the way you have the light come in from the outside. It's just beautiful. Beautiful. Well, that's Sorry. such a big piece. That's so funny to me, even to look back at the work, because I do mm. still like my older work. Mm. But now it's so much about the light. Yeah. And I don't even want to. In fact, someone just called me about doing a commission. And she said, I said, the only caveat is that if, you know, if the light's not coming in, we can't even have to reschedule. And she's like, well, why? <laughs> and I said, because it's so much about the light. I, I can't. I don't know yeah. if I can do a painting like that anymore. Right. I don't know. I haven't for such a long time. I'm not sure if yeah. it's not as interesting to me. And I, you know, again, I always try to figure out what I'm doing. And I think a lot of my work is, it comes from personal experience mm -hmm. or it's heartfelt in some sort of way. It's, it's all psychological. Mm -hmm. What would people say when, when you would say, can I photograph this room? Oh, I, um, I don't think I've ever gotten turned down. Yeah. Everyone has always been, yeah. you know, very, like, I think they're kind of delighted in yeah. a way to yeah. do it. And um, I, I don't know. And now I'm even actually at the point where I actually start asking people, like I'll ask people in my class mm. or my yoga class or whatever, you yeah. know, does anyone know anyone that has a house that, <laughs> and I'm really particularly intrigued with um, water views. Okay, so great. does anyone have a house that has a water view that they think they would be okay with me going in and, you know, setting and up. Then, and then you set it. up so you go in with your ladder. And yeah. That's yeah. nice. So, because I'm, so now I'm, I'm needing more material because I'm, you know, I've kind of run out of the people that I know. Right. <laughs> so. Excuse me. You know. <laughs> so, but that's still your current process. That's what you do today. So it started back then. Yeah, and it started back then and it's, it's just evolved into mm -hmm. this other thing. And then, and more recently, it's evolved into these bedscapes that I've been. That's sort of yeah. my, my next kind of. Yeah. Um, the sheets are amazing <laughs> that I've been doing. Well, I love them. I, you the know, the light plays on them and the color. It's just, just amazing. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. I do. I just, I, for me, again, it's always so personal. So um, I think the bedscape started evolving because um again, going through some personal things. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really kind of after my, well, after my mom died, I actually did a serial series. Yeah. And that was about, um, kind of about our relationship in a way. So uh -huh. it was really about, um, you know, I, I had just done one painting and I had done a big bowl of Cheerios mm -hmm. and um, tea, because one of the, she drank tea. And, um, and she had a thing for pretty linens, so there was always like these sort of linens in the background. Mm -hmm. And then we had a, a thing about shells for each other. So we had, because we were so close, we said, geez, oh. if anything ever happened to one of us, how will we let the other, if there's any way to let the person know that yeah. we're okay, yeah. um, what would we do? And um, we had decided a long time ago that we would somehow leave seashells on each other's beds. Oh. And that was before shells were popular. Oh, wow. and all that. That's beautiful. So <laughs> long story short, I did get my sign. And so I had done this one painting and I didn't know quite what to make of it. It was pretty large. I think it was, um, I, don't, I don't know, it's like a 36 by 36 inch, I think, maybe the first one. Or it might have been 48 by 48. Mm. And um, actually it was 48. Anyway, um, I didn't know what to make of it. And then I heard this young girl being interviewed and um, actually I think it was on Oprah. Um, and she was asked what was her, her mom had been sick and what was her favorite time that she spent with her mom. And mm. she said, you know, um, before she got too sick, we took these great trips. We went to Disney world and we went to Europe and those were great. And she mm. said, but you know, my mom used to get up at two o'clock in the morning and go downstairs and have Cheerios. And so she said, mom, will you wake me up next time? And uh -huh. so her mom woke up and they had their little Cheerios together. And she said, that was really my favorite time. Yeah. And it was like this light bulb went off for me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yes, that's what it's all about yeah. is these smaller moments of life that are so, that really make up our lives. I think, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's that just those little, little, little things. Mm. So I just evolved into this whole series. And most of the paintings, although I have done smaller ones, but they're all kind of, they're in your face. It's kind of like, pay attention to the moment. Right. 
that's here. Right. And um, so they're all a variety. Some are fun, like, you know, Fruit Loops and yeah. Lucky yeah. Charms yeah, and they're stuff. Lovely. But, they're um, so they're all a little different. And I don't feel like I'm, I'm done totally with that series yet. I still feel like I have more, but I haven't worked on them for a long time. Because okay. um, then at that point, I think when my mom died, I felt... Like I was always like, I can do it all. I can do everything. I don't need help. I'm fine. And mm. I realized, oh my God, no, I do. <laughs> like I need help. Yeah. I need help from people. And um, I had friends coming in, like driving an hour and a half to bring me dinner and driving back. Oh, wow. So it was really amazing. And that yeah. opened up my eyes in a, in a very different way about just sort of breaking down those walls that I don't have to be yeah. like Wonder Woman and do everything. Right. And then um, I ended up um, getting remarried and have this fabulous husband mm-hmm. who really gets art and he's a musician in his own right. And um, so he really broke down a lot of, um, I don't know, it made, made me get vulnerable and real. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the bed series is sort of all about. He's kind of the muse for it in a way, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really about, you know, I think when you're in your, your beds is when you're the most raw and authentic mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you, you angst in there, you daydream, you right. dream, you have passion, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of things sort of go on and right. um, yeah. there's a lot of illusions and a lot of, uh, they can be very provocative. There's a lot of things that, that seem to happen there, but I just feel like it's, it's, it's where you're, you're most vulnerable. So right. really that series is about, vulnerability and how it takes I I think it takes some courage to to get to that point because Mm -hmm. it's not an easy thing to just let go of a lot of those egos and yeah you know (laughs) all that that stuff (laughs) yeah so cool and what about landscapes you do have some so when I started doing landscapes I had moved to Maine and everyone kept saying oh you're going to do some amazing landscapes and I thought no I'm not I just really want to do interiors I'm not intrigued with that in any sort of way and um i moved to southwest harbor and um i thought that that was going to be a really cool thing because i thought oh all i need is my family and my painting like what else (laughs) could i possibly need and because i am an introvert by you know although people are usually surprised by that but generally (laughs) i'm sort of introverted and i need that quiet time Mm -hmm. and um but I realized, oh, my God, I really do need people. And I like people. <laughs> and I was joining like the, you know, like the church potluck supper. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even care what it was. I just was like, I got to be around people. But it was a definitely an adjustment for me. So um, things are, you know, physically boarded up in the winter. And it was it was kind of hard. So anyway, to get out of that funk. I started hiking a lot mm. and the views were just so beautiful and yeah. I just couldn't, you know, it was like, no, I think I need to do some <laughs> landscapes. <laughs> nice. So that kind of started, you know, that that's way. kind of how I started with the landscapes. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, so what has been maybe um, in this journey, what maybe has been the greatest challenge for you? Um, I would still say balancing, you know, balancing everything, yeah. balancing, um, a passion like that and life and friendships and, yeah. um, and my need for a certain amount of, um, alone time, I guess mm-hmm. that and the, um, administrative side, marketing mm-hmm. side of this yeah. stuff, even though I, part of me kind of enjoys it in a weird way. Okay except that I would rather paint. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, and I, and finding the balance between the two of them, I just, yeah. I, I would rather be in the studio. Yeah. I know that I have to do that other stuff because right. it, it's, it is a business, yeah. you know, you have to, I mean, I love it. It's a passion and everything too, but if you right. want to try to make a living from it, you do have to pay attention yeah. to those other things. Yeah. What are, you, what are your best forms to get yourself out there? Um, well you know it's it's interesting to me because it's it's evolved that's another um you know back in the the olden days um you know I would still have to you know pick up the phone and make phone calls and and I moved around a lot too so it was like like having your own business and moving every few years you have to re 
it wasn't like I moved to the next town. It was like moving okay. from, <laughs> from, you know, from Massachusetts to Florida to D.C. to, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. to Maine to Connecticut. Anyway, a lot of moving. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. So it was, it was kind of started like that and kind of building up um, addresses and, and right. that kind of thing. And yeah. But really having to put myself out there a, a lot and having to, like, I'd go for a run. So that then I could make phone calls. So I'd have the courage to make the phone ah, calls. I'd gotcha. have to get that those endorphins going yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. And did you ever just walk into galleries and present your work? I did sometimes. Did you... you know, I don't know how I still like go. I hate doing this stuff. I know I <laughs> yeah. still make myself do it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, in fact, I still remember I was trying to find a New York gallery. Like, I don't know <laughs> what gave me the gumption to do this, but... <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm just going to walk around and I'm going to bring my slides and maybe someone will discover me. Yeah. And um, but I, you know what? I walked into a gallery and I started, you know, most of the galleries wouldn't even look at you or talk to you or anything. But then there was this one gallery that I walked into and he um, started we started chatting and it, it turned out it was the artist that I was talking to whose work I admi- admired. And yeah. so it was great. My defenses were down. And yeah. And he said, well, did you bring any of your work? And I said, well, and they pull up my slides. And I said, they happen to bring my slides. And uh, he's like, oh, these are really great. Well, I'll introduce you to the owner of the gallery. And so he did. And they gave me my my show in New York. Not my show. It was a group show. But um, so I just like a lot of times I would jump into things not really knowing what I was going to (laughs) do and then just do the doggy pedal to just stay afloat. (laughs) And I still kind of operate a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forward motion is the best. Yeah. So you have an extensive, extraordinary long list of shows and awards and recognition. And yeah. you've done so many shows and so many honors. Well, and it's, it's, you know, I, I, I have. And I, like I said, it's interesting to me because for the, for a few years there, I was still exhibiting, but it mm. was, um, a lot of group shows. This is actually, this show that I'm doing right now is the first solo show I've done in three years, I think, okay. which feels yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've been, I got really lucky um, with, when you're talking about the landscapes too, I think the other part of that was I was really fortunate to get awarded two different um, art residencies. Oh, okay. So one was um, to go live in the dune shacks in P and P town. Have you ever heard of the dune oh, shacks? No, I haven't. Um, so there's these shacks, yeah. and it really is a shack yeah. with no running water, <laughs> no electricity, you know, wow. no um, heat, and it's just this little room that you're in. But it's in the dunes, and you're up. The ocean is right there, mm. and there aren't nothing else is around you. They've got dunes. I mean, other shacks that are you can kind of see in the distance. <laughs> um and you just and lived there for two weeks and you paint and wow. um it was an extraordinary experience yeah. I, I absolutely loved it and I did do some sort of plain air painting there yeah like from the window <laughs> <laughs> looking out because oh, nice. I just plain air is hard I just I Part of it is I don't want to lug all the stuff. If I've only got a certain amount of time, I don't want to lug it back and forth, even though I have friends that have been trying to get me to do it for so long. Um, And I I just, you know, I have to wear sunglasses because it affects my eyes so much. And I know they have all these things. They keep saying you get an umbrella and you get a hat and all that. But I just, I don't know. And there's bugs and there's wind. And and I love being outside. I absolutely love it. So it's really strange to me that, uh, but anyway. While I was there, the weather, it was a variety of, like, I had every kind of weather you possibly could have oh, to live there. So I was in, in the, you know, right there in the, these beautiful windows and looking mm-hmm. out and the birds, lots of birds chirping. And um, so it was a great experience. And my husband got to come with me. I thought he was only going to come. I said, you can come for a couple of days, but then you're going to have to leave. <laughs> Because I thought, you know, I really needed to be quiet. I wanted to be reflective. I wanted, and I, and I wasn't sure if he'd be able to do that, <laughs> but he did, and yeah. he, uh, he just, he was great. He learned to play the ukulele while oh, we were there, and he, we read a, t- a massive amount of books, and yeah. um, so it was just, oh, that was a glorious, glorious experience, yeah. and it also helped. Um, both of these residencies really helped 
sort of ground me, redirect me, mm-hmm. give me energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really, I can't even, I, some really, some of the best times of my life. Yeah. Wait, what was doing the this. second? And the second was I got awarded from the Copley Society of Art to, um, at the, to have a residency at the Fine Art Work Center in Provincetown too. So I have all these connections to Provincetown, okay. which has been really an yeah. interesting thing that's happened over the past few years. Right. Um, so I went there and I spent, I got to spend a month and they, I had an efficiency apartment and a, my oh, own studio nice. and it was glorious, yeah. just glorious. And I think I was there with, I think there were 17 other artists there of all different disciplines. Mm -hmm. And I went there with the intention of really just putting my head down and painting. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm serious. I'm (laughs) going to do all this stuff. But everyone was so fascinating Mm -hmm. and interesting and nice. And um, you wanted to talk to them. It was great exchanging ideas. And I, it was was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And there I was, I did stay on my own. And my husband came for a couple of the weekends, but, um, and just to even have that, I don't, yeah. I can't even remember when I was ever alone like right, that, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> and just able to do nothing, <laughs> a paint if that's all you want. Yeah. Oh, it was wow. really fabulous. Yeah, sounds and like heaven. Gave me, yeah, <laughs> it was. And I, and I went for bike rides every morning. I brought my bike there and I ended up doing just a lot of a little paintings, which I'm not, I love working large so it's hard for me to work small yeah, yeah. Um, but I did a lot of small paintings of some of the scenes there mm. and I just there was one view when I would take my bike ride that I kept coming across every single time and I just kept I must have painted that scene I don't know quite a yeah a lot oh, <laughs> I don't know nice. how many times that's but nice. yeah yeah so oh, that's beautiful um so what else can we cover that we have I guess we should cover what does success mean you as an artist? I think, you know, happiness Mm. for the most part, you know, being really happy with what I'm doing. I mean, I love, I feel so fortunate to do what I'm doing. Um, I just love it. Um, But also, you know, I love, I love exhibiting. I like seeing all the work together and it's like watch it, seeing the paintings sort of speak to each other, you Mm. know, when you finally Mm. get that solo show together I love watching or watching and discussing the reactions with people and and what they're I love being asked questions about it yeah um so you know the appreciation for that kind of a thing um of course it's always nice to sell you know I I I do like that too that someone wants to um, likes your work enough that they're going to spend their money on the work and that they're relating to it and um so yeah i guess that's nice yeah. you got it yeah i'm fortunate to do all that and um so how social media has probably changed things quite a bit for you yeah over the years. so we start yeah that's we started talking about that so i think you know social media is a funky one for me because i find it mm-hmm. really challenging to keep up with all of that mm-hmm. Um, when we're talking about challenges, that's another one. It really invades time, I find. It does. And it's, I I can't, you know, I do post things. I mean, mostly Facebook and Instagram are my Mm -hmm. social media. I mean, I'm doing, I do a little bit of LinkedIn. Um, I went to a couple of talks about social media and they were saying, you really should be posting three times a day. (gasps) And I (laughs) thought, I, there's no way I can, I mean, if I do it three or four times a week, that's pretty good for me. Um, and I, I mean, I, people that do it all the power to them. I, I just don't know how I, for one thing, I don't have that many things that I can, <laughs> I don't know what, it, and, and every time I do it, I have to say too, I feel a little bit like, um, I guess that shy part of me comes uh-huh, out like, uh-huh. oh, this feels so boastful, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so I kind of cringe a little bit when I hit the posts, like, <laughs> yes, post, um, so oh. it's a little hard, but I do it cause I know it's good and I've, and I've right. made some sales from it too. Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing. And, and people do say they'd like to see that stuff. Yeah. So I go, okay, I, know. I guess it's, you know, <laughs> but it does feel a little, mm-hmm. I don't know, just yeah. braggy or something. I don't know. Um, but I like, I also do like getting the feedback when right. people see that stuff that, because yeah. what you do is such an alone thing to do. Exactly. So yeah, I, for me, it's the feedback I think that. 
it makes me hit the send or yeah. the, the post because yeah. I feel that same feeling too. Like, Oh, I don't know. This is, yeah, it's, it is. That part's really nice. And it's nice to, I don't know. It's really always interesting to see who's looking at your work mm-hmm. and, and it has been a cool thing to reach out to certain people and, and right. get a dialogue going with others right. and other artists and, and just regular folk. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like that part of it. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, what about five years from now? We got any big plans coming up? Anything? Yeah. Um, you know, I've really been enjoying the process of painting and how it evolves. Mm-hmm. So I, each one of my series, I couldn't have predicted. You know, they just sort of come about through... Yeah. I never know, like, there's there's not this automatic, like, well, now I'm going to paint. <laughs> it just sort of slowly shifts. Yeah. And then I realize, oh, I'm on a new series. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I look forward to whatever that next chapter mm. sort of is mm. for me. And to kind of just keep doing what I'm doing here with, yeah. with all of that, staying, you know, happy and passionate about what I do. Mm-hmm. Um so it's, I think it's really more about that, yeah. you know, the next five years and, and exhibiting. I mean, I want to keep exhibiting. I want to, you know, really have a solo exhibit every year. Yeah. Um, so tell us um, about your galleries. What galleries are you in now? And um, Well, um, like I mentioned, I'm on my way yes. <laughs> to the Elizabeth Moss Galleries in Falmouth, Maine. So I've got that show coming up. Um, it's a big one. Which will be great. So the opening is October 11th, and I, I think it goes until November 9th. Yes. And um, so she she sometimes has some of my work. It's like I said, I'm kind of rearing back up again for this, yeah. you know, painting and being more prolific and whatnot. So mm-hmm. um, so there, and then um, the Woodman Shimko Gallery down in, in Provincetown, Mass. Um, they just picked me up this summer. And they're giving me a solo show next summer. Oh, nice. And he has a gallery in Palm Springs and might be bringing a couple of my pieces there for, for that gallery, that mm-hmm. side of the gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been wonderful to me. They've just been, um, I've mm-hmm. like sold all my paintings that were there, which I couldn't wow. believe. Wow. <laughs> and um, so I'm very excited about that show coming up next year. And um, and then the Copley Society of Art, I'm a member there. So mm-hmm. I usually have a couple of pieces there um, in the small work show. Okay. And then sometimes I do some of the juried shows um, and get lucky enough to get into, you know, some of those. Yeah. Um, and some I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all, you know, <laughs> rainbows well, and for unicorns sharing. and everything, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> so I do get a, a, a decent amount of rejections, too. Yeah. Um, so, um, but right now I don't have anything in there because I was just getting ready for the show, but I usually have a couple of small pieces there. So, and then the, the Sunny Savage Gallery, which is um, Christina Newman, she's a rep for me. So she, she does some of, puts my work in a few places here and there. Mm-hmm. So she's been really great to me through the years. And that's pretty much where, you know, those are my most consistent places that I'm exhibiting. Uh, next year, I've got the show in um, P-Town. Uh-huh. And then in 2022, I have a show coming up at the Provincetown Art Museum in a group show called mm-hmm. Mel and Friends, so Mel Leipzig and Friends. So Mel is a fabulous painter mm-hmm. and um, will be exhibiting with um, some people that have sort of affiliations, most of them, to um, P-Town. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be a great thing. So Mel has done environmental portraits as well. And wow. in fact, I admired his work years ago, um, way, I don't know, probably 20 something years ago. I found, mm-hmm. I didn't even know who he was because it was before you Googled people and right. stuff. I didn't know anything about him. And, um, oh gosh, now probably 10 years ago, he was, he had a show at the Cape with Linda Pacheski and Dan Finaldi. And I went to go hear him talk because all of a sudden I happened to get on that day and he was showing and uh-huh. talking that day and they said you know what we need to get in the car right now and we're going to this and we went down there and he gave this great talk and wow. everything that they like he and linda particularly talked about i was just oh my god you're you're just 
I feel like I'm home. Yeah. You know, you're speaking my language. You're everything uh-huh. they talked about teaching because they're both teachers. And in fact, Mel was Linda's teacher okay. um, or in college. And then, um, well, I'm just going to, and then she also had a, George Nick was her um, teacher in grad school. So she introduced George and Mel together. <laughs> okay. So like they, and they became friends. So yeah. it's kind of this funny little thing. But anyway, um, I just fell in love with them and since became friends, yeah. we just all became friends together. So then I started promoting, I, I just loved Mel's work of these environmental portraits, which are kind of similar to mine in terms mm-hmm. of like, there's a lot of things going on in the room yeah. and um, for, for my figurative work. And um, so then I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how this happened, but I decided that he should be doing some paintings of, well, he was painting artists in their environments. Uh-huh. And so, and then the, I thought it would be really cool to have the exhibit be, the artists would have their work in along with the environmental paintings that he's doing so I proposed it to a few different places so we had um, an exhibit at the Duxbury Art Complex Museum okay um, which is where I teach yeah um, and then we it was a traveling it's a traveling exhibit <laughs> and then it went to the Cape Cod um, oh. Museum and then the next one is this one and then uh, that's it for now because I just okay. it was a lot I didn't realize how much work it was going to be uh. to kind of put something like that together <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah so we've got that kind of going and that whole and that show at the um, at, in P-Town is curated by um, uh, Craig Bloodgood from the Duxbury Art Complex Museum so he kind of helped promote that one yeah. Mm. So there'll be some really nice artists in, in that. And I really liked the other two. And they're not always all the same artists either. They've been a little bit, you know, ebb and flow with that. But yeah. Mel's work, it's just so great. And Linda's, Linda Pacheski's work is amazing okay. as well. You can look them up. Mm-hmm. So, all right, any tips or advice to people who are out there as artists trying to make it? Yeah, I think, you know... Part of it, I think, is just showing up, mm-hmm. just show up at the easel or wherever, whatever kind of, whatever your medium is and just do it. Right. I just feel like you just have to kind of keep doing it because that's how you grow. Right. Even for me still, it's mm-hmm. like, that's, I feel like I'm still growing. You still keep evolving. It's not, you're not done. Right. Um, so that, but also um, just observing, just to keep looking and squinting mm-hmm. and get those values going yeah. um which is interesting for me because again in the earlier years there wasn't there wasn't a lot about value um so it doesn't have to be i think it's you know you kind of get to learn the rules a little bit but know that I, to me anyway as an artist it's okay to break them I mean, i think mm-hmm. that's what art's all about mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't find even when i teach i, I don't i'm not strict with that yeah. it's always about um you know, I kind of say, this is how people do it. This, These are how the old masters might do something. This is a more traditional way of learning to paint. And this is the way I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of give them the gamut of, yeah. of that. And um, and I teach really individualistically. It's very, um, it makes it kind of harder for me, I think, to teach. But it's the way I like to teach. I, I teach the way I would like to be taught, too. Yeah. So I don't go into a classroom and go, okay, everyone is doing this right yeah. now. Um, so it's more about, you know, trying to help facilitate and get them to speak, yeah. find their voice. Yeah, their so voice. it's not to all paint like me. It's to mm-hmm. help, you know, foster yeah. that kind of a thing. So, I, and, I, and I, like I said, I love, love teaching. And it's I can be as tired as anything. And as soon as everyone starts walking through the door, yeah. it's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and I get so energized from it, I can never get over that. Right. Um, so, and, you know, and laugh. I mean, I think every almost every single time we have, a, like, a laughing session in each class, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and I should say, you know, I do, so I teach at the Art Complex Museum in Duxbury. Yeah. And then I teach at um, Hope Floats Wellness and Healing Center in Kingston. Okay. Um, that's on Tuesdays, and Duxbury is on Wednesdays. And then I do private um, students in my studio in Marshfield. Nice. So, 
Wonderful. As teaching does. Yeah. Okay, so people can find you at your website, which is Laura Tryon Jennings, which is T R Y O N. Yes. And J E N N I N G S. Um, that's dot com. Yeah. And then your website, I'm sorry, your social media would be Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Yeah. So Laura underscore Tryon underscore Jennings. Okay. On Instagram. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has just been really, really fabulous to meet you. It was really fun. Yeah. Thank you. After I got over my little nervousness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was great. Thanks was for great. driving up too. Thank you so much, Laura. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.